This is a sound purchase. A podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. Bet you weren't expecting to hear me. Episode 17. Justin Timberlake's 2002 release, Justified. Jake, you are kicking off this this episode you're taking the lead yeah it was uh, some fool thought that was going to be a good idea and uh, (laughs) I'm prepared I'm good to go it's all fine so today lads we are talking about Justin Timberlake and his debut some would say masterpiece Justified brilliant name for an album from Justin brilliant pun brilliant pun so it's released in 2002 on Jive Records do you know much about Jive Records everyone no. But they're the kind of label that Five would have been on. So they had Backstreet I was Boys. Jive sounds a lot like Five. They they had Backstreet <laughs> Boys, NSYNC were on Jive, Britney Spears. They used to do like hip hop. <laughs> they had like, I think Fresh Prince and Jazzy J were on there. Jazzy J, so Jazzy is that how Jeff. Timberland got involved? Was it like a label hookup? Yeah, thing, pretty much. Or... So okay. when obviously they went on, NSYNC went on a hiatus following their. Um, no, I've got it written down No, Celebrity. Yeah, so they went on hiatus following their celebrity tour. And Justin was like, I kind of want to keep doing music, really. Jive, can, mm. I, can I keep doing music? And they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Have some money. Mm. Make an album. And we'll give you uh, Neptune. Uh, the Neptunes, rather, mm. to, to produce. So the wow. Neptunes, you, you are familiar with them, even if you don't know mm. the Neptunes. So it's, it's uh, Chad Hugo and uh, Pharrell Williams. So basically, it's, it's, it's NERD, mm. Word of Producers, and Timberland, because... Obviously, it was Timberland. Uh, it was Timberland sneakily like responsible yeah. for every single popular hit. Over yeah, the last I mean it's a duo. Years. It's a duo, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Like, it was yeah. So that that's kind of how it happened. He was he was kind of you know like I said, did, I want to keep making music. Don't want to do pop though. Mm. Bit bored of pop. I want to do a bit of soul and R and B. And I'm not necessarily sure that was the right move <laughs> for him to make. <laughs> because <laughs> mm. because uh, and i don't want to give away uh anything too We're not early. foreshadowing anything yeah. no no but the best songs on this album are the the pop songs uh just the out mm. and out pop hits you know yeah so how did you, how did you guys find your listening did you enjoy it what was how did you first hear about justin on a mini disc a sony mini disc my friend you had a sony mini disc well my friend had that the square little sony mini disc player who had a mini disc player my friend josh it was like peering into the future. You don't know him. He lives in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was that, or, or it was a CD. Or I can't remember. It was it was my friend Josh who who had it. They he was obsessed with Justin, and I heard it then. I, I guess in his room, and um, I didn't like it then when I was like eight. So even at eight, I was I was pretty savvy. No, I wasn't. Eight. I was what? Uh, I was twelve. 11, 12. 11, 12. Um, no, of course I didn't like have the opinions, like like deep rooted opinions. But I was like, oh yeah, it's 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 great. But again, it was it was all about the singles, like and and yeah. I think the album just kind of. I didn't really, as a kid, even know what an album was. You know, it was just like yeah, that's that yeah. thing with those singles on, and then you just skip to those singles. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, like I, I'd say to to sort of preempt my my opinions. It's uh, name a pop album. I'm talking about like chart topping, you know, proper proper smash hits kind of thing. Name an album that's actually good through the whole way through. It's 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 filler. Off the wall. Okay, 
Okay, I, maybe I mean modern. Maybe Invincible like, by five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I, I mean, I mean, even just it could even be said for, for for most mega popular rock stuff. I mean, Kings of Leon, Killers. I mean, it's it's some the word filler does does come up a lot in my notes, and I I don't I I think that it's it says something about the current state of pop where it's all single releases, like. Well, I mean, yes, I'm, there I'm just going to have to hold you there because yeah. if you are a mega fan of Justin Timberlake, please don't feel like we're just going to slam him down this entire list. No, I, th- I honestly, no, no, genuinely um, think he's great. Like, legit- yeah, legitimately. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I think when he's an incredible entertainer and his dancing is great. I, I truly believe that. But um, I think no, the, the term actually, album is, is, is hard to kind of latch onto. Yeah. yeah, it's quite hard. Well, to I think in but... this zeitgeist, absolutely. I think one uh, one of my notes is that this album has clearly been kind of intervened with and interfered with by mm. accountants and people at the label that think they know what the creative process is. Mm-hmm. You say that it was written and recorded in six weeks. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, I just you know yeah. six weeks they went in they jammed a load of stuff. Um, particularly they went around driving about listening to Michael Jackson and Earth, Wind and Fire. Hmm. Uh, alleg- allegedly, I don't know, I wasn't hmm. there. Uh, but so I've been told oh, by the I internet was. they were listening to a load of Earth, Wind and Fire and Michael Jackson, and they mm-hmm. went, let's make this into an album. Mm-hmm. And then they only made it into like four or five of the songs on that album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you it's know. interesting. I so my my contextual notes is this was my first exposure to Pharrell. Really? After this, they had the was it She Wants to Move by NERD came which, out, which could definitely have been on this album. Mm. I, I can oh, definitely see that wicked. being a Justin song. Mm-hmm. Or, or similarly, like I things, think Pharrell was just like, uh, yeah, I, I want that one for myself. <laughs> I think he kind of listened. No, they wrote like I love you, and then he's like. I think we could do something with something more or less the same as that. Mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this album was released at the absolute height, the peak of my boy band pop phase. As mm. previously stated, I would have been about 10 years old. Mm. I was a huge fan of S Club 7. <laughs> and 5, and we'll put in a 5 sting for sure. For those that don't know, my father witnessed me performing choreography to S Club 7 and 5 and instantly decided it was time for me to hear (laughs) ACDC's Highway to Hell. Uh, (laughs) Needless to say, at the time I was actually really excited for a member of NSYNC to be releasing a solo record, although I wasn't an overly big NSYNC fan. I always rated the Backstreet Boys above them, but of course five were untouchable at the top. But the, I think it was I was just wrapped up in the whole celebrity culture and going, oh my God, Justin from NSYNC is going to release a solo album. Hmm. I wasn't impressed, and I and we'll we'll go into that. Wow. But I, I really didn't like it for the longest time, and it wasn't really until I met Jake and he pretty much insistently like every rehearsal that we ever had he'd bust into rocky body on the bass oh yeah that i kind of learned to learn to like it Mm -hmm. my final context note is that it really struck me even as a 10 year old that justin was struggling to find his style or image 
for this album and that mm. that also goes through to like genre and for the most part his label like i say were just doubling down on the appropriation or reappropriation of african american culture and it's mm. always really bothered me mm. having a skinny white boy singing these mainly quite urban and authentic songs but there's just a hint of imposter syndrome i feel i think i haven't annoyingly enough i didn't write down the source that was actually something that he was conscious of yeah. it was something he, he actually did speak to pharrell and, and chad hugo about um kind of saying you know people are going to mm. say more or less what you've said mm. and he was kind of unsure about it and he's kind of like you know what no this is fair play to me it's like this is the music i want to do so mm-hmm. yeah which well, is yeah. and mm. it's like over the course of the four singles that he released you can see it from video to video to video to video he's honing in on that style that classic kind of jt style that we've come to know and expect yeah. from him you know but it's it starts off with the the like i love you he's got his beanie on He's got mm. his dance moves going and so on. Mm. But by the time we get to the fourth single, Senorita, it's just him owning a stage mm. in a dusty club mm. in like yeah. Mexico. I mean, there's a there's yeah. a lot of Southern American vibes. I mean, a lot of the guitar, the mm. picking, this the, that kind of, the sort mm. of man v woman on the dance floor, you know, Chica, Chico kind of uh, thing. Yeah, I wouldn't call this a deep album. Not no. at all. <laughs> and, it, and it's not... Especially not lyrically. No, no. And, and it was never trying Obviously. to be, and it, it shouldn't be viewed as that. It's, you know, it's it's hard to put a critical eye on this kind of thing. It's it's yeah. it's just a, so, a chart, well, chart my, banger for little girls, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> my first exposure, I suppose, to Justin Timberlake was on the Matrix Reloaded DVD extras. There was a uh, an MTV oh Movie Awards thing. He knows the one. <laughs> he knows the one. Had, um, I can't remember everyone who was... It was him and Sean William Scott. And they, they just go through various scenes in the movie. They've got, like, silly fight scenes. Uh, and then just at the end, they bump, they go into the architect's room and the architect is... Oh, is that Will Ferrell? Will mm. Ferrell, yeah. Ergo! Yeah. yeah. Ergo! Piece of V! Concordantly! Yeah, I remember that being the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. That, when I was that age, it was like, when this, I was is, that this age. is the peak of comedy. This is the funniest yeah. thing ever. Doesn't get any better. No, and um, it's still kind of funny. I rewatched it quite recently. Um did you? It's very, up? it's very, very dumb. It's it's very silly. But I've been kind of actually on a tangent run of watching, rewatching old things. Like I just finished watching the first Borat. I watched Borat two yesterday, by the way. I went, oh, I'm only uh, halfway through. Oh, yeah. I'm watching it tonight. Oh god. Oh, oh god. Anyway, so the first yeah. Borat, I think, held up really well. I watched it about a week ago. I, I thought it was quite charming and and it was it was funny and and silly. Um, and then yeah, going back to seeing Justin Timberlake doing his old skits, kind of pre his SNL emergence where he actually became mm, yeah, more of like a actor singer you know he's a comedian acting guy mm. I remember even at the time going oh this guy is super fun and funny and and cheeky and charming he's he's not like really charming he's not like living yeah, up to yeah. this kind of like to sort of like use his equivalent in the female world the Britney Spears kind of tortured pop kind of serious thing he's just like this fun loving goofy kind of dude and he's viewed as this kind of sex symbol and he's super hot and cool but actually he's kind of like a fun dork <laughs> in, in, in a strange way um i don't know if you get that as well but that's kind of just Definitely. how i view him it's and i think that's great and it's worked for him really well um later on in mm-hmm. life i think well and i think that comes into it where he's he's kind of found who he is mm. 
and it's it's not really until the the second album that he really starts to kind of hone in on that mm-hmm. sure and just start to enjoy it i think you know this album mm. for me was always just a little bit trying too hard to be something mm. that he's not yeah mm-hmm. yeah anyway back to my story sorry oh my <laughs> god i'm sorry <laughs> And then for years and years, I just kind of, I'd heard a few of the singles, like Cry Me A River, You Can't Escape, It's Everywhere. They still play it at work. Like we've got (laughs) an in-house radio at work and it's on not quite once a day, but near enough once a day. As much as I was made for loving you at Costa? Uh, No, no, not as much as I was made for loving you. (laughs) Every three songs, Brendan, every three songs. Really? That was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I can still remember every note to the solo. Like wow. when it comes on, I can. Uh... <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but the thing is, though, Costa Costa music actually introduced me to a lot of music, really? like a lot of really good music. Mm, same, but to be they honest. Just, yeah, they just managed one one cycle of like advertising. That was their big mm. like advertising song, and they clearly spent a lot of money getting that song. Right, and right. So they really kind of made it worth their while by driving us all absolutely wow. bonkers. It wasn't. A, it wasn't like a Christmas cover. It wasn't. It was the actual song. No, that was the actual. No, song. it was like the actual wow. version. Yeah. One great. upside okay. to that is people would not hang around for very long. Um, <laughs> it's all a marketing ploy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get more people oh, through JT, the doors. JT. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I just really heard the singles up until. Obviously, so obviously, I used to play, you know, Rocky Body in rehearsals with you. But I don't think I actually listened to to a proper album of his until after. Once again, you guys kind of got more into it. You showed me the Jimmy Fallon thing. Oh, we'll, we'll talk a lot is, about that. If, if, yeah. if you've not seen the Jimmy Fallon video, Brendan, oh, I have. Um, yeah, I've seen seen it all. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. The medley mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when when he's actually just performing. He's a great, he's a great entertainer. He's a song and dance man. Well, but he's not even doing skits, and it's just like he's playing the piano, he's playing the guitar, mm. and he is just charm central. Mm-hmm. Like even mm-hmm. you're even just sitting there going, "Wow, I'm, I'm, I don't like you, but I, I really do like you," <laughs> kind of thing. You know, yeah, I hate there is a feeling of it's you, like, you know? "Are you? Oh, you're so charming." Yeah, and it makes you want to go and see a Justin Timberlake show. Yeah, and then give him a slap and then a hug and a kiss. I don't know. He's he confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I'm not sure. Have you seen his recent Super Bowl? No. Was he did bad? the last Super Bowl. Yes, I've seen all of them. That's probably going to show how little I remember of it because I did watch it. But Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, I was you... expecting it to be like the Jimmy Fallon performance and it mm-hmm. just... I don't know why yeah. they. I don't know why they bother with Super Bowl shows anymore. It's like Prince has already done the best Super Bowl show that there's ever going to be. Of Just course. keep airing that every year. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I got to disagree with you out of pure ignorance because I've I've never been able to see the Prince one. Oh man, watch the Prince one. Like see, just um, every time whole, I've searched for it, it's been off YouTube. The whole the whole thing is great, but specifically Purple Rain, <sighs> right? In the rain, and it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, but, but is it better than Springsteen? I yes. mean, yeah. No, seriously, you, you have to watch it. It's <laughs> yeah. all right, all right, all right. I mean, Springsteen. Like, but is it have... better than Tom Petty? Well, him him playing while my guitar gently weeps with Tom Petty and uh... that's, that's the best, oh, that's the best yeah. video on the internet. That was uh, that is... one of Turnbull's favorites, wasn't it? That's a great video. Um, yeah, the Super Bowl one. Seriously, check it out. It's mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. It, even if he'd done nothing else, if he'd just gone out and done that performance of Purple Rain, it's still mm-hmm. and then just. Buggered off for the next fifteen minutes. Mm. 
They must they must have done a rain dance backstage or something, right? Because that was too, too ah, it's too perfect. Yeah, yeah. Should we move on? We'll move on. I've 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 prepared a game show. <gasps> yeah. Before we go into that, should we do the mailbag? Oh yes, the mailbag. Yes, right. Should we Should we try should and we... sound a bit more excited about mm, the mailbag? No, we won't. But we're trying to encourage people. <laughs> so we've actually had some correspondence. Welcome to K Billy's. <laughs> Welcome to K Billy's Super Sounds of the Seventies. Today we've had some fan correspondence come through from who's it from? I think it was was it Kev from Kev. I, I don't know. I haven't got the email up. Uh, I'm hoping you have. I can find it. We have had. Uh, hang on, hang on. Some, like K Billy, sorry. like K oh. Billy. Come on, man. I know. Remember, we want energy. We want pizzazz. K. Like JT. What would JT do? Welcome. <laughs> Hang on, I've got to go. I've just got to go bleach my hair and get some Jerry Coles. I'll be right back. Oh. I've got to get into character. The dream. Why don't we all just bring the Jerry Coles back? Yeah, he's a curly boy. Um, it's it's he he really made that a fashionable, didn't he? He really kind of owns that look. Well, the ramen look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've we've had some fan mail come through. Had some fan mail come through and we wanted to read it out. This is talking about a few episodes ago where Jake and I were talking about I think the top ten cover songs. We were. This is from Kev. Hi Steph and Jake. Great podcast, which I've just started listening to. Good man, well done. For some reason I've just started on episode nine. The top ten definitive cover songs. And I have a couple of suggestions. Number one, Johnny Was, original song by Bob Marley, remade by Stiff Little Fingers in 1979. In my opinion, the best remake ever. Number two, Red Weird Wine, originally by Neil Diamond, remade by UB40. You're not sure if I'm going to go along with those two, Kev. I can't stand Red Red Wine. I was going to say Red Red Wine, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I like the UB40 song that they did with the Pretenders or with Chrissy Hind. Which one? And I can't, I can't even remember what that one was now. I don't listen to a lot of UB40, I'll be honest yeah. with you. It's not they, my They bag. did one with Chrissy Hine. That was all right. I didn't mind that. Anyway, here's a couple of trivia tidbits in relation to episode nine. Number one, David Bowie's Little China Girl music video used a Kiwi female model. I don't know her name. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia is your best friend here. That's what we I, do. I did know that, and apparently they dated for a while as well, so... Oh, really? There you go. Mm. Yeah. Number two, Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower. Mr. Bob Brown was the former Green Party's federal leader in Australia for a number of years. In his younger years, he was the resident doctor on call when they brought Jimi Hendrix's body to the hospital. Oh, oh, wow. Well, what do you know? Keep up the great work, Kev. Thanks, Kev. Thank you, Kev. If you would like to contact us and have us speak directly to you via the podcast or whatever... You can become a friend of the show at soundpurchase.com. That's our new fan club, Jake. That's friends our new of the fan show. club. Yeah. So far, it's just us and Kev. He's listening from Western Australia, apparently, Kev. I had a dream I was in Australia and um, I was skating, skateboarding all around Australia and I was trying to skate on these pebbles of these stones and it looked just like my hometown in Bognor, but it was in Australia. You know, those kind of dreams where... You visually oh, yeah. know. Anyway, there were spiders you know it was everywhere. Australia, but... Yeah, there were spiders everywhere and they were attacking me and I had to like get out and I was really scared and they were all on the ceilings and there was like a spider with a really long like stingray tail. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know they say dreams, dreams say more about you than anything else, right? Yes. 
So the game show I prepared for you today is Timberland or Timberlake. <laughs> so it's it's a fairly straightforward game. I'm going to read you some quotes, and I need you to tell me: was it Timberland? Timberland. Or was it Timberlake? Timberlake. I I haven't got much because it was actually quite hard to find ones that weren't really super obvious um so we've only got eight questions so today stefan you are going to be playing on behalf of richard breen from london london to get him some swag you will have to answer let's go let's go so you can have to get five of them correct there's eight in total what swag could i win for richard well i've got a napkin that i've used recently covid jake covid Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit. Okay, so, okay, the napkin's out. But we do have a sound purchase T-shirt, a tapestry, which I looked into. It does appear to just be a flag. Uh, (laughs) You can have a mug. You can have socks. You could, I I think they had cufflinks, possibly. Basically, Richard, if I'm good enough, you're just going to get some sound purchase swag. You're going to get a swag bag. Swag bag. And Brendan, you're going Mm. to be playing for Jason Brown from Aldershot. Hello. That's going to be a specific Brendan swag bag where it's going to have a load of your mug shots and uh, (laughs) it's going to have a memory stick of that um, commercial you did for the uh, train company. Yeah, fingernail clippings. Which I was looking for on YouTube because it was a really good commercial. It was really Mm. good, but I couldn't find it. That that is strange because there's like 400 versions. There's like a... A, a German version, a French version, an English version. There's like I just didn't know version. what the train company was called. Ah, uh, Talise. Like, no, Talise. Yeah. Um, so there you go. If you want to see Brendan in action, if if you can find it, Talise. Mm. Uh, I think that's this? how you pronounce it. Uh, 2017. Did an advert think, for them. Don't even know what they're called. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's Talise. It's T H A L Y S. I think it's just the equivalent of Eurostar, basically. There. Right. So I, it's, I've got a doozy of a first one for you. So question one. I know somebody in every culture. Is that Timberland or Timberlake? It sounds like a douchey thing to say, so I'm going to say that Justin. sounds so douchey, yeah. <laughs> I was going to pin that on someone else altogether, but I, well, I don't know enough about Timberland. You're saying Justin. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to have to say Justin. Timberland. It's Timberland. Oh, wow. dear. Timberland knows somebody in every culture. Well, <laughs> so that's impressive. Him. Yeah, he's a producer. He gets, he gets around a lot, I guess, work wise. You know, mm. you know that um, tribe of people that shoots arrows at anyone who tries to come near. <laughs> yeah, he him. knows him. Not Timberland. He's he's, he's in with him. <laughs> Question two. I don't repeat myself, and I don't look back because everything is hard work, and the only way forward is to continue to be creative. I'm going to go Justin again. You think Justin? I'm, I'm going Timberland. Justin. That sounds like a kind of authoritative producer, man of action kind of thing. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I can reveal that one of you is correct. One of you is not correct. Timberland. It's Timberland again. Yay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Richard. I'm sorry, bud. Question three. Every relationship I've been in, I've overwhelmed the girl. They just can't handle all the love. <laughs> I, I believe that was me. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going straight in with Justin. Of course. I can't handle all the love, of course. That's a, that's a horrible thing. To, that's a, again, a douchey thing to say, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Justin. Yeah, but last time you said it was douchey, it was Timberland. I kind of feel like it's actually a bit of Timberland. He's got a bit of braggadocio going on. I'm going to go Timberland. What, what the hell? 
Yeah, should have gone with Brendan. It's JT. That is Justin Timberlake. Overwhelming girls. Hmm. That's. Uh, do you know what? As much as we're kind of clown on him, uh, that's not. He, he doesn't seem like that kind of dude. Like arrogant and kind of. Yeah, but I. I don't know when this quote was made. It might have been, you know, nineteen eighty-two. The peak of N Sync's, you know, sure. Peak of Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, question four, okay. or quote, quote number four, it's not really a question. I listen to a lot of alternative types of music. I listen to a lot of Chinese music. I listen to a lot of Asian music. It might surprise you, but I listen to a lot of Arabic music. And I don't care. Music is music. I think Timberland. Oh, no, that's, that's the kind of guy that's like, I've got friends. Uh, I, know, I do know the first question was this as well, but... That sounds like someone trying to look more kind of cultured and intelligent than they are. It's like, oh, I'm not just a pop. I'm not just. I don't just do pop hits. I like all music from every every race. Yeah, but a producer needs to know music from every race, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Well, do they? I don't know. I, I, I. That sounds like sort of PR media publicity speak. Mm. That I think Timberlake. I'm not giving any answers away here, but I'm going to play devil's advocate as well. He knows, uh, you know. Timberland does know somebody in every culture. Well, that's is a bit, yeah. We don't know those facts, but <laughs> no, I, I still think that's a, that's a that's a Timberlake thing. I'm locking in Timberland. Timberland. It is Timberland. Oh, hey, hey, money on the board. Bam, 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 bam. That's uh, two to two to one for Brendan at the okay. moment. Mm. Two to one. Alrighty. So, quote number five: The golf swing is very, very rhythmic. There's a certain tempo to it, just like in music. I think I know this person plays golf, so I'm going to say Timberlake. Timberlake strikes me as a, a bloke that likes to dress up for his golf, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I reckon it's that. I can see it as well in my head. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's part of his like preppy attire. look. Yeah, I can see the white Kangol cap, the skinny checkered trousers. Yeah, 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 Yeah. like the three quarter trousers, long socks. Mm. (laughs) Andy Sandberg's his caddy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, You're both right. Yes, it's Timberlake. Yeah, I think he goes with Fallon. I think that's like their thing, isn't it? I think. Right, he hangs out with Fallon. Yeah. Respect for JT has just dropped (laughs) dramatically. Oh, they're like besties, aren't they? No, they're they're like duo. That's that's who they do everything with they hosted all these events together like they are genuinely like a duo maybe maybe Fallon's a nice guy in real life but I just don't like him as a uh, as a host as a talk show host Uh, there's not not many of them that are that good though no No, I think Conan O'Brien yeah he's like the only good one right right yeah but he's got Andy Richter in there quote number six I pick my nose and I'm not ashamed to admit it (laughs) if there's a bogey then just pick it man Timberlake yeah, I'm going to say Timberlake as well. He's probably caught at a basketball game picking his nose or something. Yeah, I reckon he's like honest. That that's a very Jimmy Fallon thing kind of kind of thing to mm. say. You know, talk okay. show. Yeah, Timberlake. Yeah, that's Yay. spot on. It's Timberlake. What are you on? Four to three. Four to three. Yeah. And I said you have to get five in order for someone to win Ooh. a goodie bag. So, oh, okay. Stefan, you need to get the next two right. Right. Brendan, you've got a little bit of leeway. Mm. So, with the exception of octopus, I don't think I've met any food that I didn't like. By the way, sometimes I do like octopus, and I'm just not crazy about it by itself. Uh, I love sea urchin. I love, uh, what's that, uni? Uni? It's you and I. I don't know what that is. Uni. uni. If I'm going to die of anything, it's going to be gluttony. So who doesn't like octopus except from when they do? 
Timberland. Yeah, he just said he's going to die of gluttony. He's he's a larger man, and he knows everybody from all different cultures. So, <laughs> yes, I think we're yeah. going to both say land there, Jake. You're both saying land, and you are both. It's a Timberlake. Wrong. It's oh, Timberlake. Wow. So yeah. it comes down to the final. It comes. This is it. Comes it. down this to is... the final. Wow. So I'm I'm. Very sorry, Richard. You're you're out of the running on this one. I'm afraid you you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. You stole busy lifting drink. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, there is still a chance for you to give the infinite gobstopper back. Okay. So, my style is to take something unexpected and make it into a hit. That's what I do. Timberland. 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 Yes, it is. Well done. <gasps> well done. So, I win. Jason Brown from Aldershot, you get the special edition Brendan mm. goodie bag. It comes, as I said, with some mug shots, uh, used pair of pants. What, what else? Get what else does he get? Um, uh, a bit of my wallpaper. Yeah, a DVD that he hasn't watched in ten years, but yeah. he has watched it. Yes, uh, a broken fan in the garage. <laughs> On to the album, then, shall we? Oh, uh, yeah. I've actually forgot that. Yeah, yeah, we've got to talk yeah. about an album yet, lads. Shall we have a listen? Yes. Yes. Shall I start then? Track one. Senorita. 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 Yeah. 
Great opener. Love it. Even before... So, so I've always kind of got a big Stevie Wonder vibe from this. And then I did some digging into it and he was a big influence. And I was like, hey, mm. yeah, I was right. Check me out. Something that I, I kind of think don't doesn't get mentioned enough about this song, it's Gene Frankel's second most popular piece of music. Are you, are you familiar with Gene Frankel? No. I'm actually not, no. So Gene Frankel uh, was a cowbell player who worked with Blue Oyster Cult for Don't Fear the Reaper. Cowbell player <laughs> is just, I don't know, it's just... Oh. <laughs> and yeah, this is possibly this, uh, one of only two pieces of music that would be able to help Bruce Dickinson with his fever. Right, you mean right. the... Bruce Dickinson. Yeah, yeah. The famous record producer, Bruce Dickinson. He puts his pants on one leg at a time. And then he goes out and makes gold records. <laughs> I was just listening. I kept getting distracted. So it's not like overpowering in the mix or anything, but it's just like no. cowbell. Just yeah. constant cowbell. Non-stop. I didn't even pick up on it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't pick up on it either. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I'm too yeah. hypnotized by the uh, that keyboard groove. I mean, I'm just da- I'm, well, oh, I'm dancing. Man. I'm dancing, so mm. I can't hear the music. I am just in a in a dance rhythm. Oh yeah, like well, mm. they say the groove behind the whole thing is spot on. I think the drums are a little bit off. <laughs> like, oh, the I'm groove's so there, glad you but... said that. I am so glad you said that. In in what way, guys? Well, I it's said like... the keyboard groove is fantastic. But it could be better if the drum beat was less hip hop and more kind of Latin based. Yeah, it's a bit too straight. I Polarizing, guess. Polarizing, yeah. Yeah, uh, which I get. Mm, it kind mm. of. It, it's not that it's bad. It's just it would have been kind of could have been cooler. Better. Yeah. If it carried on more of a, the Latin thing, mm. or mm. even had more of a thing like like they used in "Like I Love You," mm. where, where it's not just like really straight. And mm. I but don't really need to go into the lyrics on this one. It's uh, <laughs> as you said, not really a deep deep album, no. is it? Mm. It's uh, which is fine, which is fine. Call and response. I want to try something right now. See, they don't do this anymore. I'm gonna sing something, and I want the guys to sing with me. They go, it feels like something's heating up. Can I leave with you? Right. And then the ladies go, I don't know what I'm thinking about. Really leaving with you. Yeah, brilliant. You don't get enough call and response in music these days. Love that. Um, that's, that's especially with like the album. group thing. Fact, does, doesn't he like, say that as well? Like, he does this is say that, yeah. Something we don't really do anymore or something like that. Yeah. And then it kind of became a little bit of a thing afterwards. Outcast did it. A couple of other bands did it as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, JT this, brought it back. Is this the video where he's dancing with the kind of group of boys and the group of girls in the parking lot, right? That's, no, I that's think, like uh, I love you. Yeah, that's like I this love you. This is, is like really? in okay. some like Mexican cantina sort of saloon. Uh, not okay, saloon. Yes, 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 yes. Saloon. Yes. <laughs> Celine Dion. They're just, they're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of really love the, you know, the cheese, the kind of cheesy Pharrell doing the introduction thing and he'd be like, I love that. I come in here? And he's like, yeah. fuck off, you know where you're coming in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, I, yeah, I like, Don't I, I, you've I, not rehearsed this. Yeah. I, I mean, I bring this up uh, later, this Eminem influence later, but uh, that kind of introduction, I, I, I've always just had a little soft spot for that. It's something, something sort of theatrical about it. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, this is your debut album. We're going to introduce you and it, it, it's, it's playful it's great yeah i i feel like it's a it's a little nod towards like james brown where mm-hmm. he had like one of his backing singers was his second second in charge and he would do all the calling <laughs> for 
for James Brown to respond and so on. I've put out that this was the fourth single released on the album mm. and one that began to turn my head back towards JT. My notes today, by the way, are a bit like a Christopher Nolan film. So I'm slowly going to be revealing the bigger pitch. Yeah. I'm going to be revealing Poorly the bigger no picture. Character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On the call and response, I said that I really liked it as a kid because it was kind of novel in a pop song. You didn't hear it much. Mm. Or at least the way that he recorded it, it made you seem like you were in a concert with him there. But when mm -hmm. I listen to it now, I really cringe. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Especially as an English teacher, I cringe at the chew. Oh. Gonna live with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah. Which at the time I got and I was all fine with, but in today's culture, it comes off as a little bit of a kind of reappropriation, mm -hmm. kind of that side of things. And I guess that's going to kind of be quite an overarching theme of my notes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Well, like I love you. Uh, well, Brendan, would mm. you like to, to take the lead on this one? My notes are always kind of um, ambiguous to me. I read them back and I, it's like a fever and dream. <laughs> I don't really know who wrote them, why. Is I just there a Stingray cool... in this one? No, no. Uh, I just said cool drums. Yeah. <laughs> just really cool drums. I think over the whole album, just it's just so chock full of just weird stuff. It's mm. glitchy parts later on. There's like just so many different layers of, of vocal pops and clicks and taps. And it's, it's just super groovy, super cool, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and just the various vocal parts and deliveries. Just, there's just so many different variations of vocal parts. And the mm. way he delivers his vocals, I mean, honestly, you, you kind of take it for granted, I think, this this album. It's kind of like, yeah, pop song, da-da-da, four minutes, but there's actually a lot going on. And if you kind of like take each part out, there's there's like 20 different, you know, parts that you could kind of like listen to and, and, mm. and sort of mash it together. And yeah, I, I, it's, just, it's, it's great, I think. The only, the only yeah. negative I have on it is I, I, I really, really hate love rap. Or like romantic rap, like I think like a like some sort of D grade rapper on a on a R and B love song. I I think is maybe my least favourite kind of. Are motif. you calling clips a pair of D grade rappers? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just this in general. You know, is that how you say it? Clips? I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know who they are. No, but just, the just, I, I just any like, even now. I mean, there's like a song a week ago. It's like got 10 billion hits. It's got that same thing. It's like female. Love song, and then it's got this like thirty second rap about falling in love, and it's like I hate it so much. So I think oh, but you got to like that. dilemma by Nelly and Kelly, right? Well, no, I, I think I more mean just songs like R and B songs with a rap part as opposed to a full rap song. Oh, I see, I see what you mean. Yeah, like that's yeah. totally fine. It's just like a thirty second throwaway kind of. We've got a rapper because of reasons. Why, why yeah. is he here rapping? I don't know. He just is. Kind of feels shoehorned in, doesn't it? hundred percent. So I think, I think personally, with every song, I think the album is way too long. Like in terms of track yeah, length, yeah, yeah. Like there's not a song that's like less than four and a half minutes or something. The shortest song is either this one. Uh, no, Rock Your Body is the shortest song. Okay. And it's and the best. Even uh, goes on a bit too long. Yeah. And so I think for this one, it's, it's just it's that rap part. It's like, does it need this bit? You know? Because like, Rock Your Body is one of the few examples I've ever found in my life where the single version is longer than the album <laughs> version. Fantastic. I respect yeah. that, added, actually. They, uh, well, I'll get to that when we, when we yeah. get to that mm -hmm. song. But yeah. Love You Like I Do or Like like I Love You, sorry. You Like I, I yeah, Do. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen the medley that Timberlake did on Jimmy, my grandma died, but I'll still laugh at it, Fallon. 
Don't pause this show because we need you to listen, but instead watch it after this episode. This was the ultimate game changer for me. JT and a full band absolutely slaying it. He looks like he's having the time of his life. There are a lot more chews going through this. I, I, I can't handle it. The acoustic guitar and the drums sound absolutely massive. Feel good, right? I think part of that is they've got like a, a sub bass going on with the kick. So it just adds a load of body Ooh, to it and okay. makes it, it's kind of hard to tell with headphones on. Yeah. But it, it's definitely something there that I think just gives it the balls it needs. Well, they, you know, it, they make it sound even bigger in the medley. with all the instruments and so on going on. There's so much energy happening. Mm-hmm. The live introduction absolutely re- revolutionized this song for me. One, two, three, let's go, New York! Are we ready? Because I was never a big fa- a big fan of this song when it came out. This was the first thing that I heard. Obviously, this was the first single that was released off the album, mm-hmm. and it was a total turn off for me. The groove is amazing. Feel good, right? Listen. And I do love the bridge, except the falsetto. I just want to love you, baby. I just want to love you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was where I turned the channel over. Bit too whiny, or bit too whiny. The bridge in the medley is a lot better. They do these like ascending stab hits. Take me to the bridge. which mm. just makes it sound so much cooler. But yeah, yeah. no, this was not um, my favorite song, but having heard the, mel- oh, the, sorry, having heard the medley now, I'm all for it. As I was saying earlier, like this to me, absolutely could have been an NERD song. Mm. Yeah. Go on, oh, yeah. on what Brendan was saying. Obviously they've done some great work layering the vocals, but outside of that, it's actually quite minimalist. Like you mm-hmm. say, you've got the, you've got the drums, you've got a guitar and, and a mm. sub bass for mm. most of it. And it's brilliant. It just grooves mm-hmm. and it's kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need it to do. Yep. Excellent. Lovely. Right, we're, we're flying through this one, lads. We might yeah, actually... Uh... make Making light work for Paul. Wow, wow, is very nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lovely. Well, next song, Oh No, what you got, Stefan? What do you got? What I got is a big one of these. No. <laughs> 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 the... <laughs> I really like the... Eastern vibe to this song, I find that quite thrilling. And 
and especially because unlike Senorita, there's no like fat with the pH hip hop beat over the top of it. They actually keep it quite subtle. The descending semi quavers are really awesome on the mono synth as well. And that's really all I got for this one. I'm I'm going to announce this an F. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Filler, eh? Uh, filler, um, yeah. I, I, I kind of forgot to make notes for this one. Okay. Uh, I'm listening to it now and it just reminds me of a lot of just generic pop that was coming out at that time. It's just not doing much for me right now. No, mm-hmm. it definitely takes me back though, like, and I, I promise you, I've never listened to this album until we did it this week. Yeah. Like, and I quite t- literally mean last night I listened to this album for the first time. I am 100% the same with you there, Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it's I, it's that thing, though. You're right, Jay. It just takes me back to, like, early 2000s. It sounds what what we were hearing on the radio mainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say this could have been Black Eyed Peas, particularly Black Eyed Peas, actually, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Once again, though, is that Timberland? Is, you know, is that the fact that he's produced every song ever? And he knows every Retroactively. Culture. He's actually gone back and remixed every song mm. uh, ever made. That's yeah. um, why he, he was put on this earth to, mm. you know, fix the Beatles and yeah. their piss poor mixing decision to put all the drums in one side. <laughs> what were they thinking? Well, well, we got stereo, so rather than making it sound big, we're just going to put all the drums over there. S- idiots. <laughs> No, oh, but they, they had to make that mistake for everyone to realise, right? Yeah, but people kept making the mistake. Yeah. So they were like, I want to sound like the Beatles. I have to put all my drums over here and all my bass. Oh, makes me angry. Mm. Mixing, 60s mixing makes and 70s mixing to a degree <laughs> makes me physically angry. I'm going to take it from here. Wait. It's been a while since we've had one of these songs, but this is a very good example of white limo syndrome. It's a boring song that is followed by a much, much better song. <laughs> uh, I literally, I have not listened to this song. I skipped it every single time. But what I did listen to of it, it sounds like it should be used in an awful sex scene that's trying to be romantic. It goes on slightly longer than is comfortable. Something like The the Room, for example. If you've seen The Room, there's plenty of those kind of scenes. And then it cuts to, it fades slowly, completely to black, and then holds that for a second before then just transitioning into the post-sex scene. And it's <laughs> awful, and no one has a good time. And, and, and fuck you, Justin Timberlake. Fuck you. Stop right there, criminal scum. I've got to (laughs) counteract that because, firstly, the backing track to this is straight up 70s soul. And I think like it would be perfect for like Black Dynamite or so one of those kind of postmodern black exploitation films. But the vocals don't match the music. So blue and high. And every time you think of me, I wanna blow your mind. I wanna be your So if it was being sung by anyone, Lionel Richie, it would be amazing. This is like peak. All night long, Lionel Richie, (laughs) 
kind of music, you know. Yeah, my only note for this is um, it's just I just wrote hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, no. I say I, I, you're not going to change my mind. This is awkward sex scene music. Mm. That's what mm. it is. Oh, I'm mm. not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I, all I'm saying is, uh, but also peak white limo syndrome because the yeah. next track is just is is amazing. And mm. as I was saying earlier, you, well, we, we may as well just move straight on yeah, to it because. Forget this song, it's rubbish. Cry Me a River, it's still played more or less everywhere outside of like, you know, Radio 1. Mm. It's it's great. I don't really think we need to do much of an introduction on it. Great use, I think, of the mouth sound things that they've got going on. So like, uh, let, me, hang on, let me listen to it and I can emulate it. Hang on. And I still think you, you hear Timberland's voice a lot in this. You hear his, mm. like that Missy Elliott, Millie's Missy Elliott kind of thing. He's got going a lot on this. Yeah. Great use of... Yeah, yeah, and the, oh, and that kind of stuff. Like, 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 yeah, really yeah. great production all around. I think. Um, yeah. Oh, insanely so. Yeah. I was watching a live video of it, and they just have that sample going on. <laughs> it's like it's like no, we can't not have that mm-hmm. in the song. That's that's mm-hmm. an integral part of the, of the music. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as I said, like the bit where it kind of drops out just for the uh, don't act like you don't know it, and then just goes straight back in again. And I kind mm-hmm. of get like a like. The impression of um, having a conversation with someone saying, don't act like you don't. And then you've got your, your friend who kind of leans around and just goes, don't act like you don't know it. <laughs> and then just disappears again, you know. Yeah, they weren't even invited. They just show <laughs> yeah, up. yeah, they're just there. Yeah, they're just kind of walking by and they overhear and they go, yeah, that guy, yeah don't act like you <laughs> yeah. don't know it. Mm, 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 see, mm. We all know what this is about as well. Come on, let's go into it. Let's go into it. So Brittany allegedly cheated I say allegedly, uh, she definitely cheated on Justin. He decided to write this album as a response. <laughs> so much of this album is um, mm. when, when it's not kind of like being, you know, uh, look at me, how stuck I am. It's like, why did you do it, Brittany? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you hurt I mean, me? Yeah. The, the thing is, what, what like the kids now especially won't realise is that they were like the high profile relationship. Mm. They, yeah. you know, whatever Cardi B and whoever she's with now is is nothing compared to what Britney and Justin were in terms of the press and so on. Let's also mm-hmm. never forget the double, triple, quintuple denim. But There's no such thing as too much denim. Yeah, this was the second single released, and whilst Spears did not feature in the video, the video features an actress that resembles Britney <laughs> yeah. quite, th- uh, quite, quite uh, accurately, quite shall we say, yeah. and I think Justin's even tried to be tried to deny it before and say no 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 that was just an actress kind of thing um it was mm. just an actress it was just an actress who looked exactly like britney spears yeah so and this this wasn't <laughs> this wasn't long before britney had like went full meltdown mm. oh crumbs was it that long ago that she did it was 2005 i think because we had that poster at costa didn't we like if britney can oh, survive 2005 you can survive, you can this, survive day. this day yeah <laughs> yeah so, yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing for me is that they were that massive like power couple, but Britney was kind of the famous one leading into mm. that relationship, and mm. she's really struggled after that relationship to kind of do anything worthwhile. Uh, what was it that? What was the Justin quote? Hang on, um, he's overwhelmed the girl. They just can't handle all the love. Exactly, mm. she just couldn't handle all the love. She um, couldn't, you know. And I really hope that's his pet name for his willy as well. <laughs> she can't handle all the love. 
Yeah, he just seems like a little bit of a whiny, needy dude. Like, I can sort of imagine Britney going, mm. oh, Justin, shut up. I'm trying Come to watch on. my shows, my stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we need to talk about our feelings. Felix, no, I just want to play Pogs. Yeah, it's yeah. the 90s. So it's like, no doubt she shaved her head and went, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I think it was more of just a way to get out of the relationship. Because this is complete, <laughs> complete embellishment nonsense I'm talking about here. But I can just imagine that's that's how it went. I can yeah. imagine her just sort of sitting on the couch, watching her stories, and then JT's whining about this and that and, and, and dancing constantly. Um, and saying, look, look, I, I found this new album from, from Morocco. Um, it's like, oh, we get it, Justin. We, we know you like cultures and stuff. Oh, look, look, I've got, look at my look at my new friends. They're they're all African Americans, and we yeah. all make rap together, and we're in the studio. Timberland's my best friend. Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm gonna dye my hair black, and yeah, was 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 her toxic? Obviously, arguably the best the best pop song ever made. Was was oh. that pre breakdown or was that post? That was post pre breakdown. No, that was pre breakdown. I swear that was like 2006. Pre- oh no, I don't think it was that breakdown. late. Was Maybe. it okay? Do you know, now I did this researching for this uh, album, Toxic was originally written for Australian goddess Kylie. Ah, really? Kylie turned it down. Have you heard the original Toxic from the singer that wrote it? She recorded her own version. Is it? Is it like a dirge? Well, no, it's just, yeah, it's just just some woman that wrote that song and and sold it to Britney, but she like released her version and... uh, it's, it's not as good, but it's the same song. It's just mm. not Britney. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so Crummy River, I don't know. I I I think it's very, very good. I think the, the chorus is fantastic. I think the bridge is mad, like the vocally. It's just really, really crazy and cool and mm. interesting. The groove is insane. You were my son. You were my earth. You didn't know all the ways I loved you. No. I don't like some of the synth sounds. I think that actually that's a prevailing thought. I, I don't like a lot of the synth sounds in, in the album. Sound quite cheap and a bit tacky and a bit, a bit, I, a bit silly. I'm wondering though <laughs> if that's because since then they've become kind of at kind the time of like uh, edge, gated reverb in the 80s. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Although there are definitely Maybe. some some sounds, and I've, I've noted them later on, that are definitely just a cheap Casio. Yeah. Like 100% that's exact, the Casio yes. xylophone. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yes. Um, but yeah, what more can you say? It's a fan- it's a fantastic ballad. It's a it's, but it's also got really interesting production. Like really interesting. It's again, it's mm. just so chock full of just varying degrees of of vocals and beats and and sounds. And I mean, again, I, I think you know we do we have already said that some of the other songs can be quite boring and filler and long. I think this one is just antithesis of that, isn't it? Really, it's it's mm. far from boring. As soon yeah. as you start listening, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that one song you have to kind of see this one through. And the, and the rain sounds. I, I love the rain sounds. <laughs> it's a little thing, but I I really like that. It's almost like the the rain sound almost feels like um kind of like having a background tape hiss or something. It's kind of got that. It gives it kind of a body. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's almost like the sound of pushing a vinyl one just yeah. before the music kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That leads us nicely onto. Rock your body. Anyone like to to start? Anyone? Well, I've okay. got a couple of things. I've got a quick couple of things. So, Crimea River was the second single released. Rock your body was mm-hmm. the third single. Both of them, again, after the "Like I Love You" fiasco, these two songs started to really make me take a step back and 
try and reevaluate my feelings for Justin. Originally, this was written by Pharrell for Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's one of Pubba's favorite facts, a uh, friend yep. of the show. Wow, Jackson's management passed on this track, and this track then went on to really solidify Timberlake. This is mm. the one that really made him the superstar. So three quick notes. The bass break. The vocal break. And during the vocal break, it's awesome that he's going like full on Bobby McFerrin. Look at me, I'm happy. Yeah, that's all I got. Nice. Mm. So I, I've just put, I, I think this is one of the best pop songs ever written. It's up there as... Not lyrically, though. Thing. Oh, not lyrically, but yeah. like the actual... Well, maybe lyrically. No, I not know. I mean, like, they're all about they're all about the same shit, you know. It's just, I want to dance with you and that's it. <laughs> I want to dance with you. Please stay. Yeah, and get naked dance with me. Dance with me. Yeah. yeah. And to rock your body to the break of day. Yeah. That's a euphemism for sex. Hang on, wait, what? Well done. Yeah, oh my God. I know, right? I, 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 when I looked it up on Genius and that's what it said, I was like, <laughs> you've, you've blown me away. I didn't. I, funnily enough, this is one of the only episodes I've not used Genius for. Uh, well, Sorry, Genius. I, Genius, I was on Genius and there's barely anything on there. Uh, well, that did yeah, because it's so straightforward. I guess, I guess no so. I mean, but you know, yeah. I guess so. And I think Michael Jackson was a fool for turning it down. Yes. Like, this could have done with some of the... <laughs> Come out! <clears throat> uh, and the Michael Jackson grunts. I think that would have been... That's the only thing I think that would have made it better. But that's that's uh, something that Justin keeps doing on this album that I'm not a big fan of, is all the the extra falsetto vocalisations. And it, it is that he's... It feels like he's trying to be the next Michael Jackson. But only Michael Jackson can get away with that, I guess. It's all over. It, every it, his vocal deliveries, the yeah. the soft kind of childlike at times vocal. It's it's just straight up MJ. Mm. You know his vocals. Mm. It's straight up MJ. Um, in in in, yeah. in, in he kind of felt like I don't know if it's, I'm going to get a stick for this, but the kind of way that Bruno Mars kind of has got into that kind of MJ funky, but some of his delivery, some of his movements. You know what um, happened to Bruno Mars. He he's made all his money and he's enjoying life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. It's like yeah. you know, kind of like this era's kind of you know, all singing, all dancing, kind of effeminate at times, pop star kind of thing. And that, that was that mm. was JT. And mm. I think specifically, there's another song actually. It's the next song that I think is the most Michael Jackson one. But 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 yeah, it's it's weird you say like this should have been MJ's, but it, it's so JT's now. Do you if you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's, like, oh, it's yeah. just hundred percent. It's like it's like imagining Independence Day without Will Smith or whatever. It's just like yeah. no, this is. This is Justin Timberlake's song, you know. Yeah. He really made it his own. As I say, it's the only example I've ever found ever of a longer single version because they added an extra 30 seconds of, of beatboxing. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. That's what it needs. And just weird him doing noises and stuff. Really? Which it, once again, you mentioned something being cringy earlier. It's possibly the cringiest thing he does. But it's kind right. of endearing. 
I kind yeah. of quite like it. It's like, it wouldn't be the same if he didn't do that. Yeah, that became his shtick for this album, didn't it? Like, yeah. all the kind of pseudo beatboxing. Because he's not flat out beatboxing, but he's making the sounds with his mouth. and Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think I, I, I've got nothing else for this one. Oh! oh. I, I'm bringing back the, the bad segues. We haven't oh, done any bad segues, segues recently. Best, yeah. This, to me, is... It's, it's it's the most Michael Jackson. It's like straight off the bat. It's so MJ. This song. Um, it there's something about that kind of like airy kind of yeah. God, it really just hits me. I, I don't know about you, but it just for some reason this is the one that, that like I hear and go. God, this is like late on kind of bad MJ. Um, I can now now you mention it. I'm just listening to it. Yeah. And yeah, I hear it. I do actually hear it. It sounds like filler of an MJ, like a later on MJ album. That's yeah, kind of what it really it does like. actually. Kind of late nineties, early two thousands. Once again, is do you think that's just the sounds they've chosen to use? Because it's definitely not the e- melody or chord no, progression. And I'll tell you why. It's purely the sounds. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because the melody and chord progression is just painted black. <laughs> they've literally just taken painted black. How they didn't get sued? Wow. For for it, I don't know. Like, listen to it right now. Listen to it. Mm. It's painted black. Is uh, there, are, are there kind of YouTube videos on this or? No, no. I just, I listened to it for the first time while I was what? doing this thing for this album. And mm. I was like, that's just paint it black. Well, and then I got angry and I you turned should, it off. Well, you need to make a YouTube video and blow up on YouTube because that's a really good theory. Well, I should bring Justin Timberlake down a yes. peg or two. Yeah, even though we all genuinely really like him, but for some reason, let's take him down for, for yeah. reasons. We're being very negative to Justin, but we do really like you. Yeah. But you, you did just steal this from the Rolling Stones. Oh yeah, God! Just right off the bat when it kicks in, that that is kind of like <laughs> straight up album filler from an MJ album from like two thousand and two. Like that's. I think that you say that it's uh, that it's filler because I just consider this to be filler, even in exactly. general. Yeah, a hundred percent. I will say that I really like the Wurlitzer. I'm assuming it's a Wurlitzer. Or some kind of electronic keyboard. It sounds a lot like Wurlitzer I think to so. me. Um, I like that a lot. It's kind of weird to have that on this kind of record. Mm. It's a straight mm. up mega mega mainstream pop pop uh, pop mm. album. But you know, just the Wurlitzer is just something really interesting and seventies and, and soulful. One of the things I do like about this song is the fact that they didn't just use straight up use the Casio Samba sound. They actually mm. got the drummer to play it. Yeah. Uh, so you know, some effort went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I I said that. Uh... It's another song intended for another artist. It was actually written for a person, Latrell. So it hmm, wasn't who? actually initially supposed to be for Justin. Mm. But it doesn't match the album. And I, unlike Jacob, said that there's some actual, there's some great harmonic writing in the bridge. And that that goes across a lot of the a lot of this album has like phenomenal chord movement, but it's just so lathered in layers mm. that you miss it. Mm-hmm. And if they mm-hmm. did if they did this album stripped back like a like an unplugged or something, it would be revolutionary. I didn't get to the bridge because I was so angry that he'd just stolen painted black. 
Uh, <laughs> but I put Paint It Black on instead. And I was Fair like, well, if I'm going to listen to Paint It Black. I'm going to listen to the good version. And then I, yeah. I, I, I protest the next song. Last night, I, I can't imagine. <laughs> were you hoping it would be? Uh, <laughs> Last night. Yeah, exactly. Justin. I wanted to hear Justin Timberlake do like his kind of white guy urban take on the Strokes garage rock. Shall I start with this one? Yeah, go for it. Speaking of synth sounds, this has the most horrible guitar sound. And it's not a it's not a guitar. It is a synth guitar. You can you can tell by the way yeah. that they're changing the notes. There's no why though, because they can all play. They can all play. Like what 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 would be the reason there? Well, exactly laziness. I, I think they're just playing around and going, hey, that sounds cool. The strings in the bridge are great. There's a, again another kind of like Eastern melody happening. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the layering of the vocals on this track. There are some nice harmony sections, but the falsetto whining and whinging just doesn't do it for me. Well, at, at 55 seconds exactly um, is when I think the first one of these happens. That's so familiar to me. And I've been racking my brain. Like that's straight up another song. Um, either that could be this or vice versa. Oh, do you mean the, the Casio that comes in? The Casio No, that the, the actual vocal melody. Oh, the actual vocal. Summer, summer last night. That, it's just killing me because I've heard that before. Um, and I've never heard this song in my life. So, uh, yeah, if anyone out there can help me on that one, because my God. Have you tried um, whosampled.com or something like that? Actually, that's, that is a really handy website. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a vocal like melody, is that even going to come up? I mean, yeah, that's hard. True. Mm, true. I mean, for for this one, I've just got, yeah, once again, that, that's definitely about the 30 second mark at a Casio that comes in doing like the xylophone or something mm, like that, mm. which I'm, I'm all for. I'm all for using rubbish cheap Casios in proper pop yep. production or just proper albums you know yep there's a place for them but one thing i do actually really like about this song um is in the chorus they make this really nice chord progression by literally just playing a chord then adding a third and kind of stacking thirds each time it goes along mm -hmm. with a little flourish at the end really simple but it's just a really cool way of creating these movements and uh, it's not really in your face either mm. it's just like this nice subtle i think it's electric keyboard possibly i, I can't remember i'd have to have a quick listen i just thought that's actually really cool like it's an idea that i'm absolutely going to steal cool because <laughs> it's, it's just like yeah absolutely that's a that's a really simple way you don't have to muck about with oh changing the key or anything like that because it's the same note you're just mm. adding a third each time yeah, yeah. and just stacking it and it's and then you end up with this really cool jazzy chord at the end before you do this little flourish and it's just really nice one, the only thing I've got for this is that the vocals are really whiny again. Like, it's quite a good... It, the song would be, like, so much better if it just had, like, a bit of some balls to it. Yeah. You know? Well, it that's, that's been one of my notes, actually, is that his singing is so soft on these songs, but it's screaming out for some some body. You know, it's yeah. screaming out yeah. for a bit of, like, mm -hmm. taking it mm -hmm. to church sort of thing. Yeah. Something yeah. a bit less... Once again, a bit less heady. So I'm yeah. just like, sing from, sing from the chest, yeah, Justin. Yeah. I mean, diaphragm. 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 Well, then, whilst it's still on my brain. 
<sighs> Very good. Love the backing track to this song. The next song, still on my brain. Beautiful days are long gone. I can't seem to breathe. Feels like it hasn't been that long since you walked away. Oh yeah, this is so good. All yeah. of the seven chords and all of the major sevens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, like exactly. Yeah. All of them. I, like, I looked up to the press, it's like, that sounds really kind of like soft jazz, solely, yeah. you know, what's what's going on? It's like, oh, yeah, every other chord is a seven yep. or a major seven. And there's a wicked <laughs> you know? monosynth in the background. Yes. But once again, yes, I'm not buying Timberlake as a soul singer. No. No, no, yeah, voc- that's why I've got um, mm. great music. Vocals just aren't there. Yeah. I've put a nice little hint of spice with the passing chords as well. Oh, spice. You get those, like, they kind of clash slightly. I'm going to put this in because they're not who I've chosen to do my cover, but like this song, but with someone like Beyonce doing it, yeah. you know, really kind of belting it. No, like, yeah, anyway, it soul. Or, yeah. yeah. Or go the other way, Barry White. <laughs> I think my prevailing thought on these these songs and these type of songs, uh, I find it physically hard to listen to, like to get through. Like I find them so boring and lifeless and, and um, that actually makes me kind of feel like dehydrated almost. Like I, I feel like it's like, oh, I, I can't listen. I mean, it's four minutes and 36 seconds, four and a half minutes. And um, I just... I, yeah, yeah, it's it's a physical exertion. Like, oh god, but this, this is, is going. This and going is and like going. we've what? said though. It's a, such an out and out pop chart record. They have only made it to chart. Mm. It's not an artistic well, statement, and there's no soul in there. Yeah, you, yeah, and that's why that. I think this album is is not. Is well, not you, you say know. that. I think it suffered from, and I'll be be frank, lack of proper pre production. Because I say it was written recorded in six weeks, so mm. they were doing all the jamming and writing and stuff. But these songs don't need to be this long. No, they don't, and also they, know, they, there should be 10 tracks. Around, 10 tracks. No, there should be 10 tracks. They should have done more pre-production to kind of work out, well, do we actually need this section? Do we mm. need this? This could have been a really good EP of four tracks only. I mean, imagine that. It would have, arguably be the best pop EP ever made. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, like, God, imagine those four tracks. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, that would yeah. have been something special. But mm. again, I, I hate to use this so flippantly, but it's filler. It's just complete, mm. complete filler. Um, and yeah, I just find it very hard to, to listen to. Uh, well, and again, like, I, I mean, just don't even get a sense of authenticity. No. From the singing. Like it, it's it's almost like he knows that it's, it's just filler. to make women go, mm. Oh that, yeah. that's that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there is nothing else to it. It's just look at me, mm. I've got emotions. Once again though, once the chord progression in this one. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice, really mm. good. It's not to it's, say well crafted songs like they are. Of course, mm. of course not. Well of course written. not. No. You know what it needs. Mm. You know what this needs? Horns. It should have just been an instrumental <laughs> with like mm saxophone and some trumpet going on and just something that's just been like a really cool smooth nice yeah mm-hmm. jazzy mm-hmm. horns yeah. sort of yeah. thing but then justin timblake can't play any of those so <laughs> as far as i'm aware yeah and she said take me now so that's the next one this is an odd one it's got a wad clav i hate wad clav there's no place in it outside unless you're using it ironically or making a cop show from the 70s there's no place for it <laughs> Yeah, in fact, yeah, unless unless you're making a 70s cop show or you're in the Beastie Boys, you're not allowed to use a wild clav. 
And on that note, basically, boy of Justin Timberlake on this, they should have put the Beastie Boys on here. Would have been a banger. Would have been great. <laughs> I've got zero notes. I mean, dash blank. I think at this point of the album, I was just, again, feeling physically kind of exhausted because I find a real struggle to get through the back half of this album. I, so, yeah. um, I yeah. have three notes mm. and I quote the first one. Let's hit the floor and get real wet, if you know what I mean. Was this a precursor to WAP? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had I had a student asking me what that meant the other day, and not not uh, like ironically question. or anything. They were just like, somebody's been talking about this WAP song, <laughs> and I had to look it up. Wop. I didn't know what it was. But yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to come across like, I don't know pop culture. I'm too cool for that. I'm, I genuinely don't. Is that a song? Is it a band? Is it a, a, a Cardi term? B, is it a Cardi slang? B's recent rap. And Megan the Stallion. Oh, right. It's a song name. Because isn't it's a, it's that a, what we used to use on mobile phones? Yeah, like yeah 3G? it is. Yeah. Okay, so I thought it was a meme coming back up from that time like oh no, I want WAP a, now it's an acronym the kids right. don't know what WAP is yeah. they've never heard of okay. WAP yeah it's truly I mean I'm not trying to be like you know <laughs> I, I truly had never I heard li- that song we I don't live know what through it is. WAP and I don't remember no. what it is no no I oh, know I mean the song like I I, I, I truly um, did not know that was a song there's uh, Richard Cheese has done a really good cover of it okay huh I'm, I'm assuming uh, it's just straight bad trap hip hop well WAP no. is an uh, acronym okay for something in wet ass oh right okay i already know what that song sounds like i know exactly what that's going to yeah. be so i don't need to listen to it <laughs> cardigan um, backyard again anyway second note is i will concede that the bridge is kind of interesting or the bridge to the mm-hmm. outro i guess although they overuse yeah. the sample of Pharrell going, oh, oh, it's like literally on the one of every bar. <laughs> and that's enough of that one for me. That was my third note. Yeah, I'm with you yeah. on that one. Once again, anything with, with a wild clav, it's just a, that's a no from me, dog. Yeah. I just don't think it was right for me. <laughs> Loving these these poor segues. You're doing well. So, You're doing so well. I don't really have a lot for this one. I was, I was kind of a big fan of, of the fact it's mostly vocal. Quite like how in the chorus, the you start to get other things coming in, so you get guitar comes in subtly. Jazz flute. I was getting to jazz flute. I was going to say how, you know, they managed to once again give the verse some body through the sub bass on the kick and things like that. Yeah, but fuck all that jazz flute. It's not even like Mate, he was prepared the jazz for jazz flute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like one minute 30, isn't it? I think. <laughs> oh, we're just going to have all the Anchorman quotes in here, oh, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> uh, even the ones that aren't relevant. It's like, wait, an entire wheel of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even angry. That's that's impressive. <laughs> what do you say we go and get in our PJs and hit the hay? I think it's pronounced yogging. 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 Oh, it's it's the pleats <laughs> in the pants. <laughs> I've got to say, the jazz flute, 
the jazz flute absolutely killing it at the end yeah. as well. Mm. It's like jazz flute shred going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to have been there in that recording session because they were probably all just going crazy. Uh, yeah. I just want an album of that, to be yeah. honest with you. Jazz flute shred. Mm. Waps all around. I want to see jazz, jazz flute does, Ameri- uh, does America. Jazz <laughs> flute does Metallica. Ooh. Jazz flute Metallica. It's a master of puppets. We've got to have the, the pang the in there as well. I haven't got any notes for the next one. Is anyone else? It's I do. Well, let's take a ride. Okay, is this let's take a Correct, ride? Sorry, yeah. all blurring into oh, one. Oh, is this is this yeah. the one which was sounds like it was done on fruity loops? <laughs> <laughs> God damn, you're taking all my notes, man. <laughs> yeah, I've just put it on. That's that's fruity yeah. loops. Yeah, I think this sounds like a this this sounds like NSYNC to me. It sounds yeah. like it could have been an NSYNC song. Like maybe it sounds like a leftover or, or something. Mm. Just straight away, it's like, oh yeah, this could have been an NSYNC mm. song. And I don't even really know what NSYNC songs sound like, but I know it is. The guitar reminds me of a video game soundtrack. And I was really hoping that Jake would instantly, and judging by the look of his face on this Zoom call. Chrono Trigger. Is it? Well, that's the thing. I've never played Chrono Trigger. Any sort of generic fantasy yeah, it's, forest it's, level. Yes, that's what I, it is. Exactly that. It's that. It, it, it's, it's very it's reminiscent like generic of... generic 16-bit fantasy mm-hmm. forest thing. Yes. It's very strange. Um, it's really off-putting to me. The but not just any forest. It's a mystical forest and there's probably fairies in there. But when you get in there, that it's been corrupted by dark forces and yeah. it's not quite yeah. as it I should be. I think that's be. exactly what... And then you have to beat the dungeon and this mm-hmm. is the music that would play in the dungeon. Yeah, and that's exactly what was going through JT's mind. I've said this song is quite dreamy with the harmonic progression. Again, really kind of jazzy R&B, but it is made up entirely, or it sounds like it is made up entirely out of loop music. Yeah, mm, no, Fruity Loops, the song. Exactly. Good news, lads. After this, we never have to listen to this album. Never again. Whoa, oh, we never so have to listen yeah, to this off. never again. No, we <laughs> never have to listen to this album. Full stop. New sentence. Never again. Well, again, I was really disappointed that this wasn't a cover of Never Again by Nickelback. <laughs> did, did this come out first? It's probably around the same year, actually, to be fair, 2002. Mm. I've only got three notes for this okay. one, so I'll just go through them quickly. Mm-hmm. Get over Britney, mate. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's, that's a tall order. She, he was dating Britney. Yeah, but Jessica Biel's just on the other side, right? So, you know, get over it, man. Come on. Odd choice to end an album with. Yeah. It's just such a bad song to bookend your album well, it's, with. It's, it's that like... classic kind of like soul slow dance at the end sort of decision. Yeah, right? I've, I've just I've just put typical piano ballad to close the yeah. album for reasons. Oh, exactly. It's just for like, reasons, yeah. what's the last song of a pop album? Some oh, crappy awful. ballad. Yeah. We, we haven't actually hit the ratio of... Love ballads versus dance songs. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Justin, yeah. for us yeah. to advertise this album, you need to get another ballad on there, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. My only other note is uh, channeling a bit of Sir Ben Kingsley in, in the post chorus with all of the no's. No, 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 no. <laughs> he doesn't say yeah. it like that, obviously. But it would be better Not if this he time. did. <laughs> Not this time. No. No fucking way. No, 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 no. That's it. That's all I've got. Uh, other than that, it's just bad in yeah. big capital letters, I, but not in a good way, like bad. Not as a double-voiced <laughs> utterance, no. At four minutes and 14, uh, 
when he does the again, again, again. I oh, really got, like that. You got four minutes into this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I skipped to the end. And I'm looking that I did because I want, I, I want to sample that. that. When he repeats again, 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 it's really nice. I, I really like it. It sounds like a James Blake um, vocal sample. I'm just listening to that. It sounds to me like, did you ever see R. Kelly's hip hopper classic Trapped in the Closet? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how each song ends with the delayed vocal? Right. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. If you guys have never seen, I'm addressing the audience here, not you guys, R. Kelly's seminal work, it's, it's masterpiece, his magnum opus, Trapped in the Closet. Watch it, it's all on YouTube. You don't have to give R. Kelly any money, which <laughs> wow, is always a bonus. Wow, has that not been taken down? Blimey. Who gives a fuck about R. Kelly, let's be frank. No, I mean, because of his controversies, I thought he would have been like sort of destroyed on the internet and just completely... Yeah, but, 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 but the re- it wasn't it. up on the internet. Yeah. It wasn't mm. up on the internet because people thought it was good, Brent. No, no, no. <laughs> I was, I've just noticed something. We've probably spent a good 40 to 50% of our time talking about this album, not yes. talking about this album. <laughs> I mean, what does it? What does he want from us? You know, like what? 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 Do, I think it was always going to be this, right? This album. It, I think we, so. Yeah. I was know, hoping I mean, this that is my it second episode. I was hoping yeah. that you know you guys actually knew that this this album was good when you suggested it. No, no, I, I literally suggested it because I was listening to the singles. Yeah. Can't say so. I didn't suggest it. I just got a text saying, "Do you want to talk about it?" Uh, so I'm not. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't lump you in there, process. Brendan. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the questions then. So, well, what one should we start with? Let's start with the covers. Let's start with covers. Stefan, you said you've got some some ideas for who you'd like to cover. So who would you like to see covering what song? Well, apart from all of the hits, I think majority of the album belongs to either 80s peak Lionel Richie or maybe one of the did, modern yeah. R&B singers that have followed in Justin Timberlake's wake, Usher, Jason Derulo. Still on my brain sounds like a Lionel Richie song, so mm. I'm I'm quite happy mm-hmm. to go with King Lionel with Still on My Brain. Although yeah. Michael Jackson doing Rocky Body would be pretty good, or Prince doing Rocky Body mm. would be pretty awesome as well. Yeah, I, I feel like Crummy River lends itself to um, heaviness. I think it could be. Uh, I, I think Deftones doing Crummy River would be really awesome. Wow. Didn't your escape plan do oh, I'm sh- uh, yeah, I'm a sure. Justin song? I can't remember which one it was. Oh, yeah, I remember this, yeah. They I actually did that. a really faithful, really good cover oh, yeah. of it. Yeah, wasn't it like a live lounge-ish session? I can't remember. Session. I don't know if, don't know if yeah, Dylan I think just go on live lounge. River, it's just, again, it's just got like so much crazy stuff going on, the the the, the, mm. the, the way that it, the, the vocals harmonise and stuff, so I think Chino could pull that off. Yeah. I have actually gone with uh, the cop-out answer of Rock Your Body, but I'd like to see the Chili Peppers doing it. Ooh. Yeah, that's good With one. the proper funk guitar going on, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think Kiedis would kill it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially the bass breakdown. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, you win, hands down. I just think it would be really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting a question. Favourite so there's track. Covers. Oh, yes, favourite track, thank you. Stefan? Oh, Rocky Body is incredible. Crimea River is insanely good senorita is the weakest out of the four of the singles ones. for me because of the the call and response however the medley version of like like i love you totally redeems that song for me so i'm actually mm. probably more inclined to say that one which the 10 year old me would be screaming if he knew that i was saying this take it from here <laughs> no fucking whatever. no it's crummy <laughs> river <laughs> 
Yeah, it's obviously Crimey River. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. For me, the actual best bit of this album is the last minute or so of Right For Me, just because, you know, jazz flute shredding. <laughs> but the, the best cons- song consistently throughout, I've said it before, Rock Your Body, best pop song ever mm-hmm. made. And I just love playing it. <laughs> yeah. So, Can know. I still say that, no matter what, every single song is too long, so I still... You know, oh that, yeah, but, yeah, know. absolutely. But once again, pop songs shouldn't be, Ugh. you know, that long. Yeah, well, especially when they're boring, <laughs> like Rocky Body. You know, like Rocky Body is fine. Crown River, you know, you can kind of get away with it. Senorita, you're dancing so hard, you don't even know what's going on. You're in the club, you know, there's people everywhere sweating. You're not thinking this is too long. This is going on too long. That to me, that's the kind of song where. Um, I have danced to it in the past. Like I kind of want it to be longer when you're on the dance floor. But sitting in your room, listening to these songs, it's it's ooh, yeah, it's not know. it's not good. Mm. It's not good. Is would we say this is a sound purchase? No, people, wait, I'm you got fairly go top ten. Oh, this isn't going in anyone's top ten. <laughs> uh, okay, then, Stefan, is this going into your top ten? I think we know the answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> So this, Brendan, this, well, Brendan to, your to, top to, ten. Well, to new listeners, this is only my second episode as a rotating chair, so I guess by default it has to go in my top ten. It doesn't. Well, no, put it, put it like as in I think I asked you last time your, top, your 10 top ten ever. A... <laughs> uh, no, it's not unfortunately. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not in my okay. top ten. Okay, no, no, not by not by some ways. Sorry, Justin. So good dude, good I'm, dude. Not, I'm not going to ask the next question. I think we've all no, come to, to an unanimous it. decision that is this a sound purchase, people? Uh, in in all on free, uh, you might need to go on my one for it to be in. I've I've written more notes for this than I've actually written for most of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, well, conclusion. why don't you yeah. why don't you lead us on then, Stefan? Is this a sound purchase? Is justified by Justin Timberlake a sound purchase? Well, I saw it this oh, it's morning a in. Resident for fourteen pounds. I didn't get it. Fourteen pounds. Yep. <laughs> Not surprised. On vinyl. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This it is a good album and it has incredible singles. Ultimately, I feel this is a stepping stone for Justin, who begins to discover himself over the course of each video. As I've said, by the time his next record dropped, he had less of an urban image and began to have better songs. Aside from the singles, the depth of the lyrics are pretty much braggadocio or splitting up songs so it's pretty much him bragging about getting people wet in a club or splitting up songs so there's not a lot of depth there this feels like an album where way too many people have been involved from non-creative departments of the record label fair enough initially i was gonna say yes off the strength of the singles but there's only four singles and it's the remaining 10 tracks that let this album Mm. down completely this has been a sound purchase, or in this case, not a sound purchase. Definitely not. Talking about Justified by Justin Timberlake. Keep a keen ear out for the next episode where we discuss Fives Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have a much better time doing that one, I guarantee you. No, next next time, Jake, we- shall, we, shall we do the big reveal? Let's do the big reveal. Next time, we are talking about an Antipodean band from... I think Newcastle, Australia. They were huge teenage stars in the mid-1990s. And then the singer had a bit of a breakdown. But from that, we got the perfect, the amazing Neon Ballroom by Silverchair. Nice. 
Yeah, with the special nice. guest as well joining us and all the way from Australia himself. It's going to be really cool. Okay, I'm Jake and this was A Sound Purchase, a podcast that does a deep dive to explore iconic recordings. This episode was lavishly laboured over by producer Paul Lochran. Thank you very much. You can show your appreciation for the episode by liking, sharing, commenting and subscribing. Each engagement makes the effort all the more worthwhile and the best way to grow this podcast is by word of mouth. Support is appreciated. Check the show notes and up-to-date top tens lists and other musings at asoundpurchase.com. You can engage with us on social media under the handle soundpurchasepod. You can also support us by getting yourself a Sound Purchase t-shirt, mug, stickers or a tapestry by going to asoundpurchase.com and clicking on the merch store. Other episodes of A Sound Purchase are available at all of your favourite podcast platforms. If you enjoyed the sounds during today's episode, visit your local record store to pick up a copy of Justified. Support your local business and artists. <laughs>